Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Today, we're going to have a conversation about something very special. Passion. Passion is that strong feeling you have towards something that drives you, excites you, and makes you feel alive. It could be a hobby, a talent, or a particular interest. Let's start by discussing what passion means to each one of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student one. I think passion is what motivates us to go after our dreams. It's that fire inside us that pushes us to pursue what we love, even when things get tough. Teacher, absolutely. Passion can be a powerful driving force, especially during challenging times. Can anyone else share an example of a passion they have and how it has influenced their life? Student two, I'm really passionate about music. Ever since I was a child, I've loved playing the piano. It brings me so much joy and helps me express my emotions. I've even composed a few of my own songs. Teacher, that's fantastic. Student too. Music can be a wonderful outlet for emotions and self-expression. Can you tell us how your passion for music has impacted your life? Student too. Well, my passion for music has opened up many opportunities for me. I've performed in local concerts and even won a few competitions. It has also helped me build my confidence and connect with others who share the same passion. Teacher, wonderful! It's amazing to see how your passion has not only brought you joy but also helped you grow as an individual. Does anyone else have a different passion they would like to share? Student three, I'm really passionate about photography. I love capturing moments and telling stories through pictures. It allows me to see the world from a different perspective and appreciate the beauty in everyday life. Teacher, photography is a wonderful passion. Student three, it allows you to be creative and helps others see the world through your eyes. How do you think your passion for photography impacts the way you perceive things? Student three, well, since I started pursuing photography, I've become more observant. I notice the little details, the play of light and shadows, and the emotions that are present in the scene. It has taught me to appreciate the beauty in ordinary moments. Teacher. That's fantastic. Developing a keen eye for detail is an invaluable skill, and it seems like photography has helped you cultivate that. Now, let's discuss how to nurture and develop our passions. How do you think we can do that? Student four, I believe that dedicating time and effort to our passion is crucial. By setting aside regular practice sessions or carving out time for our hobbies, we can improve our skills and deepen our connection with our passion. Teacher. You're absolutely right, student four. Consistency and dedication are key to nurturing our passions. It's important to make time for what we love and to keep pushing ourselves to grow. Can anyone share a personal experience or advice on how they nurture their passion? Student five. For me, it's all about surrounding myself with like-minded people. I joined a local art club where we share our artworks and provide feedback to one another. It's incredibly inspiring to be part of a community that supports and encourages each other. Teacher, that's a fantastic approach. Student five, being part of a supportive community can provide a wealth of knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. It's wonderful to see how you found a way to nurture your passion through connection. Well, everyone, our conversation about passion has been truly inspiring. Remember, passion is something to be cherished and nurtured. It can bring immense joy. Fulfillment and personal growth. I encourage each one of you to continue pursuing your passions and exploring new ones along the way. Thank you all for sharing your experiences 
and keep the fire of passion burning bright in your lives. Teacher. Good morning, class. Today, we're going to delve into a topic that is closely related to passion. Devotion. Devotion is the deep commitment and dedication we have towards someone or something. It involves giving our time, energy, and focus to what we believe in. Let's begin by discussing what devotion means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, devotion means wholeheartedly investing myself in someone or something. It's about staying committed, even when faced with challenges or obstacles. Teacher. That's a great perspective, student 1. Devotion often requires perseverance and resilience. Can anyone else share an example of devotion they have witnessed or experienced in their lives? Student 2. I've seen devotion in my parents. They have always been devoted to providing for our family and ensuring our well-being. They make sacrifices and work hard to create a better future for us. Teacher. That's a wonderful example, student 2. Parents often demonstrate tremendous devotion towards their children and family. How do you think their devotion impacts you and your family? Student 2. Their devotion has created a sense of security and stability within our family. We know that we can rely on them and that they will always be there for us. It has also motivated me to work hard and show the same level of devotion in my own pursuits. Teacher. That's remarkable, student 2. Devotion can be contagious and inspire others to follow suit. Now, let's explore different aspects of devotion. Can anyone share a personal experience or example of devotion in their life? Student 3. I have a close friend who is incredibly devoted to environmental conservation. They dedicate their time and effort to organizing cleanup campaigns, raising awareness, and advocating for sustainable practices. Their devotion to protecting the environment is truly inspiring. Teacher. That's fantastic, student 3. Devotion to a cause or a mission is powerful and can lead to significant positive change. How do you think your friend's devotion has impacted their own life and the community? Student 3. Well, their devotion has allowed them to make a tangible difference in our community. Through their efforts, more people have become aware of the importance of environmental conservation. They have also inspired others to get involved and take action, creating a ripple effect of positive change. Teacher. That's incredible, student 3. Devotion can indeed have a transformative effect, not just on individuals but also on society as a whole. Now, let's discuss how we can cultivate and nurture devotion in our lives. Any thoughts? Student 4. I believe that finding something we genuinely care about is essential. When we are passionate about something, it becomes easier to stay devoted and committed to it. It's important to choose something that resonates deeply with us. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. Passion and devotion often go hand in hand. When we genuinely care about someone or something, our devotion comes naturally. Can anyone share a personal approach or strategy they use to cultivate and maintain their devotion? Student 5. For me, it's about setting clear goals and reminding myself of the purpose behind my actions. When I have a clear vision of what I want to achieve and the reasons why it matters to me, it helps me stay devoted and focused on my path. Teacher. That's a great strategy, student 5. Setting goals and constantly reminding ourselves of the bigger picture can provide a sense of direction and purpose in our devotion. Well, class, our discussion about devotion has been enlightening. Devotion requires commitment, resilience, and a genuine connection to what we believe in. 
I encourage each one of you to explore your passions and find something or someone worth devoting yourself to. Thank you all for your thoughtful contributions, and may your devotion guide you towards a fulfilling journey in life. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Today, we're going to explore the topic of adoration. Adoration is a deep and intense love or admiration we feel towards someone or something. It's a feeling of reverence and respect that goes beyond mere liking. Let's start by discussing what adoration means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, adoration is an overwhelming feeling of love and admiration. It's when you hold someone or something in such high regard that you can't help but feel a deep sense of respect and affection towards them. Teacher. That's a beautiful description, student 1. Adoration is indeed a powerful emotion that can bring us closer to the people or things we hold dear. Can anyone else share an example of adoration they have experienced or witnessed in their lives? Student 2. I have always adored my grandmother. She has been a pillar of strength and love in our family. Her selflessness, wisdom, and kindness have earned her the adoration of everyone who knows her. Teacher. That's wonderful to hear, student 2. It's heartwarming to have someone in our lives who inspires such adoration. How do you think your grandmother's adoration impacts your family? Student 2. My grandmother's adoration creates a strong bond within our family. We all look up to her and seek her guidance. Her love and support have nurtured a sense of unity and warmth in our family relationships. Teacher. That's truly special, student 2. Adoration has a way of fostering connection and strengthening relationships. Now, let's explore different aspects of adoration. Can anyone share a personal experience or example of adoration in their life? Student 3. I have a friend who is an incredible artist. Whenever I see their artwork, I'm filled with adoration. Their talent and creativity are simply awe-inspiring. I can't help but admire their skill and dedication. Teacher. That's amazing. Student 3. Admiring someone's talents and abilities can indeed evoke a strong sense of adoration. How do you think your friend's adoration impacts their own life and artistic journey? Student 3. Well, their adoration fuels their passion for art. It motivates them to keep pushing their boundaries and exploring new creative avenues. Their adoration also encourages them to share their art with others and make a positive impact through their work. Teacher. That's truly inspiring, student 3. Adoration can serve as a catalyst for personal growth and artistic expression. Now, let's discuss how we can express adoration in meaningful ways. Any thoughts? Student 4. I think expressing gratitude and appreciation is key when it comes to adoration. Taking the time to acknowledge and celebrate the qualities we adore in someone or something can strengthen our bond and show them how much they mean to us. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. Expressing our adoration through words, gestures, or acts of kindness can make a significant impact. Can anyone share a personal approach or strategy they use to express their adoration? Student 5. For me, it's about being present and actively listening to the person I adore. I try to show genuine interest in their thoughts, dreams, and experiences. By being attentive and supportive, I hope to convey my adoration for them. Teacher. That's a beautiful approach, student 5. Active listening and genuine interest can be powerful ways to express our adoration. Well, class, our discussion about adoration has been enlightening. Adoration is a profound emotion that connects us deeply to the people and things we hold dear. 
I encourage each one of you to cherish and express your adoration in meaningful ways. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your adoration continue to brighten your lives and relationships. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of romance. Romance is a complex and beautiful aspect of human relationships. It involves feelings of love, passion, and affection between two people. Let's start our discussion by sharing our thoughts on what romance means to each of us. Who would like to share first? Student 1. To me, romance is about creating a deep emotional connection with someone. It's about experiencing love, excitement, and intimacy with another person. Teacher. That's a great definition, student 1. Romance is indeed about forming a strong emotional bond with someone special. Can anyone else share their perspective or experiences related to romance? Student 2. I think romance is about those little gestures that make you feel loved and appreciated. It's the surprise dates, the sweet compliments, and the effort to make the other person feel special. Teacher. Absolutely, student 2. Thoughtful gestures and expressions of love play a significant role in romance. They help create a sense of excitement and warmth in a relationship. Can anyone else share an example of a romantic experience they have had or witnessed? Student 3. I remember when my parents celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. They planned a surprise trip to their favorite destination and renewed their vows. The way they looked at each other and expressed their love was incredibly romantic. Teacher. That sounds like a beautiful and memorable moment, Student 3. Celebrating milestones and expressing love in meaningful ways can definitely contribute to a romantic atmosphere. Now, let's explore different aspects of romance. Can anyone share their thoughts on what elements or qualities contribute to a romantic relationship? Student 4. I think trust and communication are fundamental in a romantic relationship. Being able to share our thoughts, fears, and dreams openly creates a strong foundation for romance. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 4. Trust and communication are vital elements that help build a deep and meaningful connection between partners. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities that contribute to romance? Student 5. I believe that keeping the spark alive is important in a romantic relationship. It's about maintaining a sense of excitement and novelty by surprising each other, trying new experiences together, and continuously finding ways to show affection. Teacher. That's a great point, student 5. Nurturing the excitement and keeping the relationship dynamic can indeed contribute to the romance. Now, let's discuss how we can nurture and enhance romance in our relationships. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think it's important to make time for each other and prioritize the relationship. Setting aside quality time to connect, whether through date nights, shared hobbies, or even simple moments of togetherness, can keep the romance alive. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 6. Making time for each other and investing in the relationship is crucial for keeping the romance alive. Can anyone else share a personal approach or strategy they use to nurture romance? Student 7. For me, it's about expressing appreciation and gratitude regularly. I make an effort to acknowledge and thank my partner for the things they do, both big and small. It helps create a positive and loving atmosphere in our relationship. Teacher. That's a wonderful approach, student 7. Expressing gratitude and appreciation can go a long way in nurturing romance. Well, class, our discussion about romance has been insightful. Romance is about cultivating love, 
passion, and connection in our relationships. I encourage each one of you to embrace the romantic aspects of your relationships and find ways to keep the flame alive. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your romantic journeys be filled with love and joy. Teacher. Good morning, everyone. Today, we're going to explore the concept of closeness. Closeness refers to the emotional intimacy and connection we feel with someone. It involves a sense of trust, vulnerability, and understanding. Let's begin by discussing what closeness means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, closeness means having a deep and meaningful connection with someone. It's about feeling comfortable enough to share our thoughts, feelings, and fears with them. Teacher. That's a great definition, student 1. Closeness indeed involves a level of emotional comfort and openness. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to closeness? Student 2. I think closeness is about feeling understood and accepted by someone. It's that feeling of having someone who truly knows us, including our strengths and weaknesses, and loves us unconditionally. Teacher. Absolutely, student 2. Being understood and accepted for who we are is a significant aspect of closeness. Can anyone else share an example of a close relationship they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. I have a close friend whom I consider my confidant. We share our joys and sorrows, support each other through tough times, and always provide a listening ear. Our bond is based on trust and understanding. Teacher. That's wonderful to hear, Student 3. Close friendships like the one you described can be incredibly fulfilling and supportive. Now, let's delve deeper into the elements that contribute to closeness. Can anyone share their thoughts on what qualities or actions foster closeness in a relationship? Student 4. I believe that active listening is crucial for creating closeness. When we genuinely listen to others without judgment or interruption, it shows that we value and respect their thoughts and feelings. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 4. Active listening is an essential quality that helps foster understanding and connection. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities that contribute to closeness? Student 5. I think empathy is a key quality that fosters closeness. When we can put ourselves in someone else's shoes and understand their perspective and emotions, it strengthens our bond with them. Teacher. Well said, Student 5. Empathy is indeed a powerful quality that allows us to connect deeply with others. Now, let's discuss how we can nurture and enhance closeness in our relationships. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think spending quality time together is important for nurturing closeness. Engaging in shared activities, having meaningful conversations, and creating lasting memories can bring us closer to the people we care about. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 6. Quality time allows us to build shared experiences and strengthen our emotional connection. Can anyone else share a personal approach or strategy they use to nurture closeness? Student 7. For me, it's about being vulnerable and sharing my authentic self with others. When I open up about my thoughts and feelings, it encourages others to do the same, deepening our connection and fostering closeness. Teacher. That's a wonderful approach, Student 7. Vulnerability can be a powerful catalyst for closeness. Well, class, our discussion about closeness has been enlightening. Closeness is about building deep connections, understanding, and trust in our relationships. I encourage each one of you to cherish and nurture the closeness you have with your loved ones. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your relationships be filled with warmth and closeness. 
Teacher. Good morning, class. Today, we're going to explore the concept of connection. Connection refers to the bond or link we form with others, whether it's through shared experiences, interests, or emotions. It's a fundamental aspect of human relationships. Let's start by discussing what connection means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, connection means feeling a sense of belonging and understanding with another person. It's when you have a deep and meaningful bond that goes beyond surface-level interactions. Teacher. That's a great definition, student 1. Connection indeed involves a sense of belonging and understanding. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to connection? Student 2. I think connection is about finding common ground with someone. It's that feeling of clicking with another person, where you share similar values, interests, or perspectives. Teacher. Absolutely, student 2. Shared interests and values can create a strong foundation for connection. Can anyone else share an example of a connection they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. I recently volunteered at a local shelter, and I formed a connection with one of the residents. Despite our different backgrounds, we connected through shared experiences and empathy. It was a powerful connection that transcended our differences. Teacher. That's wonderful to hear, student 3. Connections can indeed be formed in unexpected places and with people who may seem different from us. Now, let's delve deeper into the elements that contribute to connection. Can anyone share their thoughts on what qualities or actions foster a strong connection? Student 4. I believe that active communication is crucial for building a connection. When we engage in meaningful conversations, actively listen and show genuine interest, it strengthens our bond with others. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. Active communication is an important quality that fosters connection. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities that contribute to a strong connection? Student 5. I think authenticity plays a key role in forming connections. When we show up as our true selves and allow others to do the same, it creates an environment of trust and openness. Teacher. Well said, student 5. Authenticity allows for genuine connections to be formed. Now, let's discuss how we can nurture and enhance connections in our relationships. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think empathy is vital for nurturing connections. When we try to understand and share the feelings of others, it deepens our connection and strengthens our bond. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 6. Empathy is a powerful quality that fosters understanding and compassion in our connections. Can anyone else share a personal approach or strategy they use to nurture connections? Student 7. For me, it's about being present in the moment and actively engaging with others. When I give my full attention and show genuine interest, it helps nurture and deepen the connections I have with people. Teacher. That's a wonderful approach, Student 7. Being present and engaged can truly enhance our connections. Well, class, our discussion about connection has been insightful. Connection is about building meaningful bonds and understanding with others. I encourage each one of you to embrace the connections you have and seek opportunities to form new ones. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your relationships be filled with strong and meaningful connections. Teacher. Good morning, class. Today, we're going to explore the topic of endearment. Endearment refers to words or actions that express affection, fondness, or love towards someone. It's a way of showing that we care deeply for another person. 
Let's start by discussing what endearment means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, endearment is about using words or gestures to express love and affection towards someone. It's a way of showing that they hold a special place in our hearts. Teacher. That's a lovely definition, student 1. Endearment is indeed a way of expressing affection. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to endearment? Student 2. I think endearment can also include nicknames or terms of endearment we use for loved ones. It's those special names or expressions that show a deeper connection and fondness. Teacher. Absolutely, student 2. Nicknames or terms of endearment can be a charming way to show affection and strengthen our bond with others. Can anyone else share an example of endearment they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. I have an aunt who always greets me with a warm smile and calls me sweetie. It instantly makes me feel loved and cherished, and it's a beautiful form of endearment. Teacher. That's wonderful, student 3. Endearments like that can create a warm and loving atmosphere. Now, let's explore different forms of endearment. Can anyone share their thoughts on the different ways we can express endearment towards someone? Student 4. I think compliments are a powerful form of endearment. Telling someone how beautiful, talented, or special they are can make them feel cherished and loved. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. Compliments can be a genuine and uplifting form of endearment. Can anyone else share their thoughts on ways to express endearment? Student 5. Small gestures of kindness and thoughtfulness can also be a form of endearment. It's those little things we do to show we care, like making someone's favorite meal or leaving them a heartfelt note. Teacher. Well said, student 5. Small gestures can go a long way in expressing our affection and endearment. Now, let's discuss the importance of endearment in our relationships. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think endearment helps strengthen our emotional connection with others. It reassures them of our love and appreciation, and it creates a sense of warmth and security in our relationships. Teacher. Absolutely, student 6. Endearment plays a significant role in nurturing our relationships and fostering a loving and supportive environment. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the importance of endearment? Student 7. I believe that endearment helps us feel valued and seen. When someone uses words or gestures of endearment towards us, it affirms that we are important and loved. Teacher. That's a great point, student 7. Endearment can boost our self-esteem and contribute to our overall well-being. Well, class, our discussion about endearment has been heartwarming. Endearment is a beautiful way to express affection and strengthen our relationships. I encourage each one of you to use words and gestures of endearment to show your loved ones how much they mean to you. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your relationships be filled with love and endearment. Teacher. Good morning, class. Today, we're going to explore the concept of fondness. Fondness refers to a warm and affectionate feeling we have towards someone or something. It's a positive and heartfelt emotion that brings us joy and happiness. Let's start by discussing what fondness means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, fondness is that warm and tender feeling we have towards someone or something we love. It's a sense of attachment and affection that brings us happiness. Teacher. That's a wonderful definition, student 1. Fondness is indeed about experiencing a deep sense of attachment and affection. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to fondness? Student 2. 
I think fondness can also be described as a deep appreciation for someone or something. It's when we feel a strong liking and admiration towards them. Teacher. Absolutely, student too. Appreciation and admiration are important aspects of fondness. Can anyone else share an example of fondness they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. I have a fondness for animals, especially dogs. Whenever I see a dog, my heart fills with joy, and I can't help but smile and feel a strong affection towards them. Teacher. That's lovely, student 3. Fondness can certainly extend to animals and other things in our lives. Now, let's delve deeper into the elements that contribute to fondness. Can anyone share their thoughts on what qualities or characteristics make us feel fondness towards someone or something? Student 4. I believe that positive qualities, such as kindness, generosity, and a good sense of humor, can make us feel fondness towards someone. When someone possesses these qualities, we naturally develop a warm and affectionate feeling towards them. Teacher. Absolutely, student 4. Positive qualities can definitely contribute to fondness. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities or characteristics that make us feel fondness? Student 5. I think shared experiences and positive memories can create a sense of fondness. When we have enjoyable and meaningful moments with someone, it strengthens our bond and fosters a feeling of fondness. Teacher. Well said, student 5. Shared experiences and memories play a significant role in cultivating fondness. Now, let's discuss how fondness can enhance our relationships and overall well-being. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think fondness helps create a positive and loving atmosphere in our relationships. It fosters a deep sense of connection and allows us to appreciate and cherish the people we care about. Teacher. Absolutely, student 6. Fondness contributes to the emotional connection and overall satisfaction in our relationships. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the impact of fondness? Student 7. I believe that experiencing fondness brings us happiness and joy. When we have a fondness for someone or something, it uplifts our mood and adds a sense of fulfillment to our lives. Teacher. That's a great point, student 7. Fondness has a positive impact on our emotional well-being. Well, class, our discussion about fondness has been heartwarming. Fondness is a beautiful emotion that brings us joy, attachment, and appreciation. I encourage each one of you to embrace and express your fondness towards the people and things you love. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your lives be filled with warmth and fondness. Teacher. Good morning, class. Today, we're going to explore the concept of infatuation. Infatuation refers to an intense and often short-lived passion or attraction towards someone. It's a powerful feeling that can consume our thoughts and emotions. Let's start by discussing what infatuation means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, infatuation is an overwhelming attraction or crush on someone. It's that feeling of being completely enamored and unable to think of anything else. Teacher. That's a great definition, student 1. Infatuation is indeed a strong and consuming attraction. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to infatuation? Student 2. I think infatuation can also be described as having idealized feelings towards someone. We often see them through rose-colored glasses and may overlook their flaws or negative aspects. Teacher. Absolutely, student 2. Infatuation can sometimes lead to idealizing the person we're attracted to. 
Can anyone else share an example of infatuation they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. I remember being infatuated with a celebrity when I was younger. I had posters of them all over my room, and I would spend hours daydreaming about meeting them. It was a powerful and intense feeling. Teacher. Thank you for sharing, Student 3. Infatuations with celebrities or public figures are quite common. Now, let's delve deeper into the characteristics of infatuation. Can anyone share their thoughts on what distinguishes infatuation from other forms of attraction or love? Student 4. I think infatuation is characterized by its intensity and often sudden onset. It's like a rush of emotions that can be all-consuming, whereas love tends to be more stable and long-lasting. Teacher. That's a good point, Student 4. Infatuation is often marked by its intensity and the speed at which it develops. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the characteristics of infatuation? Student 5. I believe that infatuation is often based on physical attraction and the idealized image we create in our minds. It's more focused on the fantasy of a person rather than a deep emotional connection. Teacher. Well said, Student 5. Infatuation tends to be more superficial and focused on external attributes rather than a deep emotional connection. Now, let's discuss the potential risks or challenges associated with infatuation. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think one challenge of infatuation is that it can blind us to the reality of the person we're infatuated with. We may overlook red flags or negative qualities because we're so caught up in the intensity of our feelings. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 6. Infatuation can sometimes cloud our judgment and prevent us from seeing the person for who they truly are. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the risks or challenges of infatuation? Student 7. I believe that the intense emotions of infatuation can be difficult to handle, especially if the feelings are not reciprocated or if the infatuation fades over time. It can lead to disappointment and heartbreak. Teacher. That's a valid point, Student 7. The intense emotions of infatuation can be challenging to manage, especially when the feelings are not returned or when they fade away. Well, class, our discussion about infatuation has shed light on its characteristics and potential challenges. It's important to recognize and understand the difference between infatuation and other forms of attraction or love. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may you navigate your emotions with awareness and clarity. Teacher. Good morning, class. Today. We're going to explore the concept of unity. Unity refers to a state of being united or joined together, often towards a common goal or purpose. It's a powerful force that brings people together and fosters cooperation. Let's start by discussing what unity means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student 1. To me, unity means coming together as a cohesive group, where individuals work together and support each other towards a shared objective. It's about finding strength in our collective efforts. Teacher. That's a great definition, student one. Unity does involve collaboration and mutual support. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to unity? Student two. I think unity also means setting aside our differences and embracing our commonalities. It's when we prioritize what unites us rather than what divides us. Teacher. Absolutely, student two. Unity often requires us to find common ground and focus on shared values or goals. Can anyone else share an example of unity they have experienced or witnessed? Student 3. 
I recently participated in a volunteer project where people from different backgrounds came together to support a local community. Despite our differences, we worked as a unified team, and it was inspiring to see the impact we could make together. Teacher, that's wonderful to hear. Student three, unity can indeed transcend differences and create a sense of collective strength. Now, let's delve deeper into the elements that contribute to unity. Can anyone share their thoughts on what qualities or actions foster unity? Student four, I believe that open communication and active listening are key to fostering unity. When we truly hear and understand each other's perspectives, it becomes easier to find common ground and work together. Teacher, absolutely. Student four, open communication and active listening are crucial for building unity. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities or actions that foster unity? Student five, I think empathy and respect are vital for fostering unity. When we try to understand and value each other's experiences and opinions, it creates an environment of inclusivity and unity. Teacher, well said. Student five, empathy and respect are powerful qualities that contribute to unity. Now, let's discuss the importance of unity in various contexts, such as communities or teams. Any thoughts? Student six. I believe that unity is essential in communities because it brings people together, encourages collaboration, and helps solve common problems. It creates a sense of belonging and support. Teacher, absolutely. Student six, unity plays a significant role in building strong and resilient communities. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the importance of unity? Student seven. I think unity is crucial in teams and organizations because it enhances productivity and fosters a positive work environment. When individuals work together towards a shared goal, it leads to greater success. Teacher, that's a great point. Student seven, unity in teams and organizations promotes productivity and a positive work culture. Well, class, our discussion about unity has been insightful. Unity is about coming together, embracing common goals. And working collaboratively, I encourage each one of you to value and foster unity in your relationships and communities. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may you find strength and support in unity. Teacher, good morning, class. Today, we're going to explore the concept of beloved. The term beloved refers to someone or something that is dearly loved and cherished. It represents a deep affection and a special bond. Let's start by discussing what beloved means to each of you. Who would like to share their thoughts first? Student one, to me, beloved signifies someone who holds a special place in our hearts. It's a person we deeply care for and feel a strong emotional connection with. Teacher, that's a wonderful definition. Student one, the term beloved does indeed describe a person who is deeply cherished. Can anyone else share their thoughts or experiences related to the term beloved? Student two. I think beloved can also describe something we have a deep attachment to, like a treasured possession or a place we hold dear. It's something we hold in high regard and value greatly. Teacher, absolutely. Student two, the term beloved can extend beyond people and include treasured possessions or places that hold sentimental value. Can anyone else share an example of someone or something they consider beloved? Student three, I consider my grandparents as my beloved. They have always been there for me, providing unconditional love and support. I cherish the time I spend with them and the wisdom they share. Teacher, that's a beautiful example. Student three, our loved ones, 
such as grandparents, often hold a special place in our hearts. Now, let's delve deeper into the qualities or characteristics that make someone or something beloved. Can anyone share their thoughts on what qualities contribute to the beloved status? Student 4. I believe that trust, loyalty, and understanding are important qualities that make someone beloved. When we have a strong foundation of trust and loyalty with someone, it deepens the bond and makes them cherished. Teacher. Well said, student 4. Trust, loyalty, and understanding are indeed vital qualities that contribute to the beloved status. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the qualities that make someone or something beloved? Student 5. I think kindness, compassion, and the ability to make us feel loved and supported are qualities that make someone beloved. It's those individuals who consistently show care and kindness that become beloved to us. Teacher. Absolutely. Student 5. Kindness and compassion go a long way in fostering a beloved connection. Now, let's discuss the significance of having a beloved person or thing in our lives. Any thoughts? Student 6. I think having a beloved person or thing in our lives brings us joy, comfort, and a sense of belonging. It's someone or something that makes us feel deeply loved and understood. Teacher. Well said, student 6. A beloved person or thing indeed brings us joy, comfort, and a sense of connection. Can anyone else share their thoughts on the significance of having a beloved person or thing? Student 7. I believe that having a beloved person or thing in our lives gives us a sense of purpose and adds meaning to our existence. It's a reminder of the beauty and value of love and connection. Teacher. That's a great point, student 7. A beloved person or thing can provide a sense of purpose and add richness to our lives. Well, class, our discussion about the term beloved has been heartwarming. It's a term that represents deep affection, cherished connections, and treasured possessions. I encourage each one of you to appreciate and nurture the beloved people and things in your lives. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts, and may your lives be filled with love and cherished connections.